The Razorback recruiting class has been finalized for 2022. We'll talk about that and the importance of keeping the coaching staff together, as well as be joined by Danny West of hogsports.com to break down the recruiting class. It's all coming up on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037thebuzz and 1037thebuzz.com. It's pretty much signing day. It's, it's, it is. Like, there's no such thing as an early signing day. There's signing day and then there's late signing day. And signing day has officially ended. And Arkansas got the class that they wanted. Maybe not every single player, but definitely one that is about on par. Top 20 class is what we all expected and what we all wanted. And Arkansas ends with that. And uh, we were able to be joined by Danny West on uh, Out of Bounds yesterday. And so we're going to play back a little bit of that interview for you and uh, let you know that uh, just all the breakdowns, because he does a much better job of it than I do. <laughs> so uh, we're, we're going to play back that interview here in just a little bit so you can get really a breakdown of all the players and positions and needs and all that fun stuff as well. But I wanted to give my reactions, of course, to the signing class itself. And depending on who you look at, because, again, this is something that different recruiting outlets, different recruiting websites have different rankings and all those things. But, uh, you know, I usually go and look at uh, 24-7 sports because they have that composite rating that kind of puts everything together as far as ESPN and rivals and gives you kind of a – uh, a best case scenario as far as the the rankings and ratings for certain players and whatnot too. And if you're looking at Arkansas as of right now where it sits, they uh, finished with the 19th best class in the country and the eighth best SEC recruiting class. And right there is like, it's about right. You know, like it, it's about where you expect Arkansas to be at least uh, for most of the, most of the time. I think that, you know, there's been some years where they finished in from 20 to 25. Uh, if they've ever finished below 25, it was kind of a disappointment. I think the highest that they've still ever finished, at least in the modern era of recruiting rankings, was Petrino's first year. They finished like 16, 17, something like that in 2008. Uh, but here's the thing <clears throat> that I've always said about recruiting classes and recruiting rankings and all those things, too. The only thing that matters in the end is about the tier of recruiting classes that you have. Not the number, but the tier. And what I mean by that is that if you have a top 10 recruiting class, that is one, that's tier one, where essentially having the seventh best recruiting class is no different, or at least not much different than having the third best recruiting class. <clears throat> it's all pretty relative and pretty interchangeable for the most part. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, like number one is the same as number 10, but you get what I'm saying, where if you get a top 10 recruiting class, it's not to say, okay, well, this team that's at one is going to finish one next year. This team's at two is going to finish two next year. Like, it's pretty much where you're going to be worthy enough or have talent enough to be a top 10 team uh, in the coming future, at least if you get more consistent classes like that. Tier two, to me, would be 11 through 20, the next 10. And where you're at with that is where I don't see much of a difference between 12 and 16. It's all, again, pretty interchangeable, but you're not to that top 10 status. You're to that status where if you're consistently in that, you're always going to be a top 25 team. You're going to be a minimum of seven, but maximum of nine or 10 wins in that realm, just depending on who you are as a program, you're, where you're going to be 
at as in the country and rankings where you're going to be at with your coaches and all those things. Like it's kind of right into that mix. And then after that, from 21 to 35, I feel like it's tier three. And then after that, it's, you know, it just doesn't really matter because we don't even need to go into that or discuss it because hopefully that never happens at Arkansas. But still, I look at it in tiers. And so Arkansas finishes with a tier two recruiting class. And honestly, that's kind of where they've always been. And I think at some point in time, hopefully, hopefully, Arkansas will be able to crack that top 10. It's going to be difficult. And the reasons it's going to be difficult is, one, you just don't have the in-state high-power recruiting classes that a lot of these other big-time states do, too. Like, you just don't. And so that makes it pretty difficult. The other thing is, is that I'm not saying everybody does this, but there is an element to it that any time a big-time player either commits to Arkansas or gets a scholarship offer from Arkansas or whatnot, people are going to say, well, are they really a five-star player if they commit to Arkansas? Like, which I hate, but I think that there is an element to that. And I know that people have been denying it for years, but I just feel like if you if Arkansas, if there was a five-star player coming out, I, I like I Arch Manning, like say if Arch Manning, who's going to be like the bona fide number one player in the entire country, say if he like committed to Arkansas, which I know is not going to happen, but just say if he did, I wouldn't doubt at all if people would be like, mm, well, he's not the number one player anymore. He needs to be right there around the, you know, 10 to 15 range. Because I yeah, surely the number one player could never go to Arkansas. Can't be that good. There's an element of that. So it's, there's just going to be a lot of difficulties trying to crack that top 10. And I hope, again, Arkansas can be in that realm and be able to get there. And I also think that if they are going to get there, they got the coaching staff right now to do it. They got Sam Pittman. They got the guys that will be able to help them crack that top 10. Um, they're just going to have to have it all come together one year where they're going to get some great in-state talent. They're going to be able to get some great recruits outside the state of Arkansas, really interested. They can get like a five-star, maybe a couple of five-stars. Obviously, that would change a lot of things too. Maybe do a little NIL deals. Whatever it takes to get to that top 10 class, Arkansas is going to be in a position to do it. I, I just think they got the staff. It's just a matter of executing it and getting to that point too. But still, like Sam Pittman did a great job. Uh, with this year's recruiting class. And I think the most impressive thing, and we're going to have to wait and see here once the bowl game ends and all those things, but as of right now, where it stands, the entire coaching staff is intact. Nobody left. Nobody's getting fired. And if, again, it's just assuming that it stays that way, to me, that's as big of a recruiting victory for Sam Pittman as it is actually getting a great recruiting class. Knowing that when you have success, a lot of people are going to start trying to poach your coordinators, especially the ones like Arkansas has with Kendall Bryles and Barry Odom, who I think, as far as coordinator combos go, are the best in the SEC. I still believe that. Now, are there going to be teams that have more success because of the high level of talent like they have, like a Georgia or Alabama? Of course. But as far as coaching and strictly coaching goes, Arkansas has got the two best combo, the two best combo in the entire SEC. And Arkansas, with Sam Pittman, was able to retain those coaches and that's going to be three years. Like with the way that the coaching carousel moves and how coaches just move on quickly, that's a huge victory. You're able to come in and keep your coordinators that are high-level coordinators for three straight seasons. It's pretty unheard of. Now, can they do it for four? Let's not push it because obviously at some point these guys will want to go and take the next step and maybe become a head coach. But the fact is that Sam Pittman has been able to do that so far and that's, again, a huge victory alone. And if he can just continue to keep the coaching stability there, there's no reason why it won't continue on 
uh, in all the best realms of what college football is and what Arkansas is trying to do in college football and continue to build on the great recruiting and great ranking and a great season that they had this past year. So but we'll talk more about uh, all those things with the recruiting classes. We'll be joined by Danny West here in just a little bit. But this is it, folks, the putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility and still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software? To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. It's the number one cloud financial system to power your growth with visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and more. NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. And also, it can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying ahead of your competition. 93% of people who use Oracle and use NetSuite uh, are already all on board with it. And they don't change it. They love it. It has made a difference in their business. 27,000 businesses use it. That's big time. So right now, through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program to get those ready to upgrade. Just go to NetSuite.com slash NCAA. Head to NetSuite.com slash Locked on NCAA for special end of year financing on the number one financial system growth for growing businesses. NetSuite.com slash locked on NCAA. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, we're going to replay our interview that we had, that I had, I guess I should say, with Danny West of HawkSports.com on Out of Bounds yesterday. And because uh, like I said, he does a bunch better job breaking down this recruiting class and knows a lot more about it than I do. So without further ado, let's go ahead and play back the interview that we had with Danny West on Out of Bounds on 103.7 The Buzz. West of HogSports.com. Danny, you with us, man. How you doing? Hey, John. Hey, Chris. I appreciate you having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. I know it's uh, been probably been a busy day for you as well, but I'm just going to need you, Danny, to tell everybody listening why this Razorback football class is the best of all time, why it's going to lead to a national championship. Just give, give us all the positive things about this recruiting class for Sam Pittman. Yeah, how much time you got, John? <laughs> all the time. Yeah, no, it's it is a it's a solid class. You know, right now they're 18th in the country. Um, Arkansas has not finished with a top 20 class composite ranking wise, and uh, I want to say 12 years. 2009 was the last time they finished in the top 20. So that's kind of the the goal, I think. You know, Sam Pittman, ever since he's arrived here, he's he's kind of shattered and ended one streak after another. Well, that's a streak that needs to go down. They, you've got to get a top 20 class, and they're in position to do it. They're sitting at 18th in the country, according to the composite rankings, which take into account, <clears throat> excuse me, not only our 24-7 sports rankings, but you throw in rivals, you throw in ESPN. So it's a, it's a, a cluster there of uh, uh, different networks that, make up that composite ranking 24 7 sports has them at number 11 in the country so our guys tend to think a little more highly of the class than than other places which is fine there's going to be some years where it's the opposite of that so i'm not making a debate there about we're better or whatever but 24 7 to have them at 11th in the country right now says a lot you know you got five four-star guys you've got a shot here in about 45 minutes to potentially uh, get a sixth four-star. Mm. We'll see what four-star corner LaTerrence Welch has to say here about 4 o'clock. Uh, I think he's going to go live on Instagram. So 
I'm sorry I don't have that in front of me, but I'm sure if you if you search on Instagram or Terrence Welch, it'll pop up and and you'll be able to follow along with that announcement at four. But uh, relatively quiet. You know, I heard you mention there this is really kind of the new traditional signing day, and that's the way I see it too, John. I mean, you sign in February, you're late pretty much <laughs> these days. I think about 80, 85% of the kids out there are going to sign in December now. So the good thing for Arkansas, buddy, is is most of their work had already been done, you know, throughout the course of the year. I think 17, 18 of these current guys were committed by September 14th, uh, so you know, you get it done early and you, you get the right kids that hold on to you. No drama, no late visits. Is he going to flip this and that? They've got a really solid group, not only of players, but of people, it would seem to me. It's a, it's been a fun group to cover. Yeah, I'm going to knock on wood here, Danny, because, you, you know, you mentioned the drama. There hasn't been any this year, and I don't think there was any major one last year. And any drama that mm-hmm. did happen seemed like it was positive. But it's, it's, it's almost so strange because it seemed like for a long time Arkansas would always have – on signing day, some big player you know be disappointed when they switch yeah. somewhere else. But under Sam Pittman, not only have you had guys that are committed sign, but they committed early and eventually ended up signing. And then you were able to flip some big time guys on signing day, which potentially could happen on a few guys today to come to Arkansas. Like, what is it about Sam Pittman and the players type of players he's recruiting compared to other places where the guys he gets to commit they don't waver, they stick with it, and they sign with Arkansas. Well, I think he's got a pretty good eye for people. You know, I think he knows he's got his facts, as he used to tell me. I asked him one time, John, back when he first got here, I think it was around 2013, 14, I was interviewing Coach Pitt, and I said, I asked him, I said, do you have like a closing line when you're in the living room? Is there a go-to finishing move that you use on parents and players? He said, no, but I always have my facts. And I think that's true of him, and and Every category of his life, he's going to know what type of person he's dealing with, uh, especially in recruiting. So uh, he's got a knack for it. Uh, as you mentioned there, not a, not a whole bunch of drama. If anything, you've seen guys flip back to him who initially went elsewhere. You know, mm-hmm. you think about Quincy McAdoo, he committed to Florida State, and uh, Isaiah Satania committed to A&M, then Oregon. And in the end, he says, you know what? Coach Pitt's got a pretty good thing going on there. I think I want to be a part of it. So, and he talked openly about that today at his press conference. He said, "You know, we didn't we didn't have to go ch- chasing those two guys down. They they really came back to us." So, he's got a good positive momentum, a wave of momentum going right now. There's probably more than I've seen uh, possibly ever since I've been doing this for over a decade now. It's just a, a really good time for him and. You hope to capitalize on that, uh, whether it's you know a, a LaTerrence Welch or continue to hit that transfer portal, which they've done a, a great job of, as we know, with Hazelwood and Landon Jackson, and they're not done yet. I think they're going to end up with probably a pretty good, uh, another pretty good defensive lineman at some point, and possibly a linebacker. We'll see a cornerback, too. Well, that's actually what was going to be my next question as far as the transfer portal goes, because you almost have to include that with signing day. It, it's, that's I mean, right. it's it's that big of a deal. We know they got Jaden Hazelwood, which was huge. Landon Jackson, he was huge. But like, what? I don't know that we probably would be tough to jump into specific guys of who you think is going to come. But like, what's the number we're looking at? What are the positions we're looking at? Like, as far as going into that transfer portal, because they already got a great class, but adding to this class, quote unquote, with some transfers would also be pretty huge too. Yeah, I think you filled a big one with Landon, obviously, if he shows up and he's what 
all the experts thought he was coming out of high school. Here's a few numbers for you that I shared with Trey Biddy the other day. Uh, this is where Arkansas finished in sacks in the SEC over the last five years, John. 12th, 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 9th, and 14th. That's mm. a problem, ain't it? Yeah. I mean, then you look at tackles for loss. 10th, 10th, 14th, 11th, 14th, 14th over the last five or six years there. They have not had that explosive type playmaker at defensive end for a long time, probably since I don't want to offend anybody, but Trey Flowers might be the last one I can really come up with. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's been a while. They've got to correct that. They they really need a guy to replace Ridgeway if he's getting out of here, uh, you know, in the interior defensive line. So you asked me about positions of need. D-line would be my first priority, followed by linebacker. Uh, based on, you know, you're losing a couple of, at least a couple with Grant and uh, Hayden getting out of here, and we'll see what Bumper does. But I think you could use an immediate impact type linebacker. I'm not sure he's in the portal yet, to be honest. Uh, mm. you got to remember last year, those three defensive linemen that they came up with, all three of those came after spring ball or during spring months, you know. So be patient. I think this thing could play out for them later, you know, even a few months from now. Uh, it's going to be a fluid process. We'll continue our discussion with Danny West here in just a second. But first, I got to tell you about Boost Mobile. And you should switch to Boost Mobile because you, we all love saving money, and Boost Mobile has the power of saving money. Get three unlimited data lines for 30 bucks a month per line and add a free 5G phone whenever you switch so you can get the latest episodes of the Locked on Razorbacks podcast. Isn't that great? And it's also on one of America's largest 5G networks. You get more power to save with Boost Mobile. Also, just realize, folks, that free phones are limited to new customers and one per line. Additional restrictions apply. Offers and coverage not available everywhere for all phones and networks. See BoostMobile.com for more details. Also, we're brought to you by Bet Online. They have you covered all season with more props, odds, lines than ever before as football season continues to march to the playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. So head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code locked on to receive your bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers for the 2021 season. At betonline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Again, betonline.ag, where the game starts. Speaking with Danny West of HogSports.com here on Out of Bounds. Danny, as far as a player that is on this recruiting class, could you see any of these guys uh, making an immediate impact? I'm talking about like next year. Is it mainly just guys that maybe it'll get into rotation? Like, Who do you think would be able to have the best chance of being able to contribute immediately of the signing class? Well, I, you know, I'm going to take the easy route here. Of course, he's the highest-rated guy they've got, Isaiah Satania. And I say that just because of the speed factor. I know he's not going to enroll early. I think 18 of these guys are so far, at least 18 of them. So that's a staggering number in itself. But uh, Satania won't be in there, but I think the speed factor, he's not a big guy, but, man, he can run. And uh, obviously a position of need there, too, with what they're losing with Burks. Tyson Morris, Davion Warren, and a lot of unproven guys. I'm not saying they're not good guys behind them. They're just unproven. So there is an opportunity there. You know, it's a really heavy class on offensive line. Typically, you wouldn't expect a true freshman to make that jump. But I do think they've got a really good O-line class for the future. And another guy from right here in the state, Quincy McAdoo, we probably don't talk enough about, to be honest. I think it's easy for us, not only as recruiting writers, but as fans that follow this stuff. You get an early commitment, 
and uh, you kind of put him to put him to rest and say uh, he's on board, and you take him for granted. Well, Quincy's a really good player, six two one seventy five, really dynamic guy that will be enrolling early, go through spring ball. I think he's going to have a shot. Well, and I'm also really impressed, Danny, because we know that you know Arkansas and some of the talent that the state produces. Some years it's really good, and some years it's it's kind of tough to get some big time players. But I'm seeing ten players from in the state have committed and are signing with Arkansas. Like it's just we always love to have the great players, no matter where they're from, at Arkansas. But there's got to be something really special and unique about having that many players of one recruiting class signing and staying in state. It just shows the job that Sam Pittman's doing here, just in Arkansas. I agree with that. It is a very cyclical state. I mean, shoot, they offered 12. They're going to come away with 10 of them. And you might sit back and say, well, what happened to the other two? Well, go compare that to the state of Missouri, where they probably only end up with two out of their top 12 in the state. There's there's quite a bit of difference there. But um, uh, one of them that, that is getting away signed with Ole Miss, Jalen White, out of Parkview, is a guy that I felt really strongly about. I thought uh, you know, if I was the head coach, and I'm not, and for good reason, that's probably one I would have taken. But, you know, uh, more power to him. I wish Jalen the best at Ole Miss. But a really deep class. I'm not sure next year is going to be near as deep, John. Uh, as we talked about it being cyclical, could be on a, a slide uh, in the wrong direction next year. So maybe, I don't know, early projection, five, six guys next year. So maybe cut it in half in terms of offers. Yeah, because uh, I was kind of looking at you guys' uh, rankings and all that stuff, too, and it's just, you know, sometimes you have and sometimes you don't. But, I'm like, again, you know, we saw years, though, when players would leave, and, and the fact that you mentioned, I guess, was it uh, Isaiah as well as uh, McAdoo, guys that were committed elsewhere and that they're, that Sam Pittman's able to have them stay in Arkansas, like, something that's been a hot topic today, is, is it NIL? Like I said, has NIL played a huge factor with a lot of some of these kids that are coming in, whether it's transfers or just guys that are signing, has that been a part of the equation at all, or are we just kind of making a bigger deal out of it than what it is? Well, I think that does exist. I'm not sure any in Arkansas's class this year have, have been a result of an NIL deal or anything like that. Of course, technically it's illegal to promise a kid something like that, if, you know, in recruiting. But, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure you look around the country today and you follow Twitter and you see some of the money and, and <laughs> some of the late flips going on. It makes you question things a little bit, don't it? But, yeah. Uh, to answer your question and to keep the slate clean here for Arkansas, I'm unaware of any any NIL deals going on with these guys. Yeah. Hopefully I, they get them, though, after they enroll. I'm, I'm pulling for them. I'm yeah, that, exactly. Them. I mean, as soon as they sign the dotted line, you know, hopefully that they get all the deals start coming after that's them. Right. That's, what, that's what you're wanting, at least, too. So, uh, But uh, some other big news, too, was uh, with Jalen Catalan uh, announcing yesterday, mm-hmm. Danny, that he's coming back, which is huge. And, and Sam Pittman even said as much today. Uh, what do you make of him coming back? And also, are there any other players that are currently on the Razorback roster that have a chance to come back that you could see heading back to Arkansas next season? Yeah. I'll start with Jalen John. I think he's probably top three defensive players I've ever covered uh, here at Arkansas. He might be number one by the time he gets out of here. He's That's just what I think of him. I think the world of him, uh, not just as a player, if you know Jalen as a person, you love him. I mean, I, I was thinking, you know, a couple of weeks ago, ah, he probably ought to go ahead and get out of here. I don't want to see him come back and get hurt. But you think about his body of work, he really only played a 10-game schedule last year in a shortened season. Came back this year, I think he got hurt after six games. So 
uh, the body of work probably wasn't there when you're an NFL team looking to invest, you know, millions of dollars in a guy. So it was a good move on his part. I think he's still got something to prove and could potentially walk out of here with a few records by even playing three years here. So um, you asked me uh, on other guys, I would feel, I don't know about Bumper, man. Uh, everybody I talk to seems to have a different vibe on him, but if you force me to guess, I would I would tend to guess he's probably going to come back. You know, he's he's right there around 344 career tackles, well within reach of not only breaking but shattering Tony Bua's record. So maybe that means something to him. If he is a borderline guy, he's got that sitting there waiting on him. Shoot, he could break that by game six next year, John. He mm-hmm. averages 10.2 a game, I think, over the last two years. So he could shatter that thing and, and potentially even work into the – top five all uh, SEC all-time leading tacklers. Yeah, because I'm kind of up uh, up with that, too. It's like I could see him coming back. I guess the other ones that are up in the air, John Ridgway, uh, I don't I don't know exactly about Monteric Brown's situation and whether or not he would be considering coming back, but uh, do you have any that, idea? That would surprise me. If, if okay. Buster came back, it would really surprise me. I think, you know, it's tough, tough to duplicate five picks. Uh, that's a staggering number in the SEC, and – uh, you know, what is he, a fifth-year guy? I think it's probably, um, you know, I can't speak for him or, or try to mess up anything that Arkansas is <laughs> recruiting him to come back. But, you know, if he, if he was my son, I'd, I'd probably tell him to go on. Yeah. Uh, that's a really, really good season to come off of. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Uh, and the question that we got actually in our Asher Record Life fan feedback is, uh, as far as the players that they know who signed, they know who's transferring in, but what's the biggest need right now? I'm sure that that gets asked a lot, but just for the rest of who they could plug in place, who do you think is the biggest need right now? D line, uh, D line for sure. If there's, you know, people are going to digest this class at the end of the day and throughout the rest of the week. The one thing that is probably uh, glaring, not problem, but a, a little bit of a, uh, a void would be the D-line and immediate impact type D-lineman, which, of course, you, you kind of address that with Landon Jackson, but I think they need some interior guys, and, and you'll see them address that in the portal. Yeah, that's uh, that's something that I'm just – I'm looking at the class and all the positions, man, and it just, again, shows you that Sam Pippen and his staff, man, they, they know what they're doing. And I think uh, – you know, again, I'm just kind of speaking in assumptions here, but – Danny, these coaches are staying. Like, I, you know, Barry Odom yeah. and Kendall Bryles, with all the coaching openings at big-time jobs, and then they get head coaches, and then the possibility of one of those coordinators being offered the job to go join those big-time programs. Like, they stay. They're all staying. And I'm like, man, are we really going to have uh, in three straight years of having these coordinators and these coaches? I mean, it just shows you the stability that's going on right there on the Hill. Continuity is very rare nowadays. It's, it's crazy, John, when you and I were – growing up you know you'd see coordinators that had been at a job for 15 years you know and you never thought twice about it and now if they come back for a third year here we are (laughs) celebrating it you know but that looks to be the case and that's that's a good thing you know because not everybody of course has that nowadays coaches come and go and I think there is something to be said for just that solid foundation of coaches coming back year after year with the same message and, and kids that obviously uh, enjoy playing for them. So they've got a good thing going on right now. They really do. They've just got to keep it going and recruiting. And, hey, again, try to end that streak of no top 20 finishes. Again, man, they're they're right there on the cusp of it, just trying to hang on. We'll find out here more in about 30 minutes from uh, LaTerrence Welch four-star corner out of South Louisiana, Lafayette High School, Mm. Acadiana High School down there. So, uh, 
Yeah, that would be big. I think that would probably put them over. I think that would solidify it. I, I don't know all the math. I don't have it, my calculator in front of me here, but I think that would probably do it. So uh, be looking for that streak. Definitely going to be on the lookout for it. And last one before I let you get out of here, Danny, because I know you got mm-hmm. so many things going on. Uh, just kind of a quick glimpse into next year's. I know that you talk about the state of Arkansas not being able to have maybe as many players available as this year was as far as high level, but uh, just the early commitments, how, how it's shaping up. Can we expect something similar next year as we did this year? Uh, buddy, I, I don't say this very often, but I think next year is going to be better than this year. I really wow. do, just based on the, the number of early visits that they've gotten from these 23 guys. 